0: have started a new series, Colossians chapter number one. If you remember, we did uh, two series, amen, which was exactly 12 tapes, two series, six tapes per series, 12 tapes. Now we're going to move on. We've been talking about renew your mind. Now renew your mind is when you got saved. All right, now what we're doing now is letting you know who did it. I like to say it this way. Uh, If he has renewed your mind, what did he do? That's what I want to know. When I, I have finished teaching that 12 tapes, if he renewed your mind, what did he do? He gave you a new heart, a new mind. He renewed your mind. He made you a new creature in Christ. Now, what should we do? And that's why this message today is Colossians 1, giving thanks to the Father. That is our teaching as a series. We're going to stop right here and take a time out and give thanks to the Father because I'm going to show you by Scripture. He is the one that gave you eternal life. I mentioned this morning, the Bible told us about a Scripture, the reward of eternal life, reward of eternal life, you see? Because if you got a return of life, it's a reward. So many people think you're going to die and go get your reward. You missed the whole point. You don't get that benefit. You don't get that benefit to come here and stay 50, 60, 70, 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, and then die and go get your reward. Why you think he put you on planet Earth? Make sure you get your reward. And I'm, I showed you this morning, eternal life is in Christ, all right? Eternal life is in Christ. Now, I'm gonna give you a scripture. I'm reading Colossians this morning. We're gonna pray, but I wanna show you something. We're gonna read this verse this morning. Colossians chapter three, verse 24. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 24. Now I know I, you get people, you hear people say this, oh yeah, we got to go get our reward, you know. She died, she's gone to get her reward. Listen, you got to get your reward now. Let me show you where your reward at. First of all, I told you your reward is eternal life. Look at Colossians chapter 3 verse 24. I'm going to take my time, I'm going to show you that. Colossians 3, 24, out of the King James Version. Colossians three twenty four, Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of eternal inheritance of the Lord. How am I going to receive eternal life after I'm dead? Eternal life is in Christ. That's why you got to make sure you're in Christ. Colossians chapter 3. And verse number 24 i'm going to read that same thing out of the good news colossians chapter 3 and verse number 24. out of the good news remember that the lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that that the master you are serving is christ so where is the eternal life? We're going to show you that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come in the precious blood of our Lord Jesus. You, the one who wrote the book, you, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we give you all the praise and the glory for your word. Teach us, lead us, guide us, help us to understand. And I pray for our television audience that they will understand the word of the Lord. I pray to God they renew their minds. As a matter of fact, I pray to God you renew our mind. And that we have the spirit of a living God. In the precious blood of our Lord Jesus, we give you the praise and the glory. All the great that prayer says, Amen. All right, now. I read to you Colossians chapter 3, verse 24. I want to read that again out of King James. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. All right, you serve the Lord Christ. All right, now let's go and work on that because I want to take you to uh, my message today because I'm just really giving you what I gave you before, but I hadn't talked to you about it before as the inheritance this morning. I told you the inheritance is the eternal life. So we're going to run through that really quickly and then we're going to get to our message. Let's go to Acts 26. We're going to go read quickly now. In Colossians, we in Colossians. Let's do Colossians chapter 1 first. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 9. Let's make sure we read that. Colossians 1 and 9, out of the King James. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and the desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And that you might walk worthy of the Lord, under all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power, under all patience and longsuffering and joyfulness. 1st of my 12, giving thanks to the Father. Now that's, what's gonna, that's our series, Volume 1, Part 2 today. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. Now, first of all, I showed you, we're going to go to the next verse in this teaching. But I showed you what the inheritance is. Just going to, just whet your appetite until we get into our next teaching. See, this is our 35th anniversary, church anniversary at Dual Faith. Our happy anniversary out there, believers. Amen. Yeah, this is our 35th anniversary at Door Faith Christian Church. And so we, we are so grateful what God has done. I mean, you can look on our webpage and uh, you can be able to see our beginnings, our armor beginnings. And God has brought us from a mighty long ways. So we are so grateful. We are so grateful. All right, we, want to, we also want to say to all those people out there who was born, we talked about this morning, your birthdays were in June. Happy birthday to you out there. And anniversaries, happy anniversaries to you out there. And also we had people who lost loved ones. Amen. And this morning we did not mention uh, Sister Vanessa, we, 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 uh, Sister Andrews. We didn't get a chance to mention her her son. But we want to say... God bless the family and give you grace. And all those people, Brother Johnny, we talked about him uh, this morning. He lost his mom a few days ago and also uh, Sister Lodeo. You know, these people lost loved ones, mothers and fathers, and there are many more that we are praying. We are praying for you. You're in the hospitals and uh, whatever. We want you to know that we are praying for you. Okay? We love you. We are praying for you. You might be out of sight, but you're not out of mind. Just want you to know that. That's why we have faith, and that's why we have the Holy Spirit, so we can still minister to your needs. Okay, thank you so very, very much for your support of this ministry. Cannot do it without you. Thank you so very much. Okay, now let's get into the Word of God, because I want to show you, I want to take this 50 minutes, because I want to take this 50 minutes and just take you, sure, nothing but just Word here. All right, now, this inheritance we talked about, we talked about in Colossians chapter number one, we talked about the inheritance, but we want to go to Ephesians. We're just going to go very briefly, Ephesians chapter one, and just a verse now, verse 11. In whom we have obtained. Now remember, we have obtained, not going to. If you say, if your mind been renewed, remember we just talked about renew your mind, if, you, if your mind be renewed, meaning if you're already a Christian, you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit, you have now obtained an inheritance. But now we're going to show you what the inheritance is. We have obtained an inheritance, Ephesians 1.11, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after counsel of his own will. But what is the inheritance? Let's show you another one. You're in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, partaker of the promise in Christ by the Spirit, or by the gospel side. All right. So if you're a partaker of the promise, then What is the promise? You'll partake of the promise in Christ is by the gospel. Remember, he told you how to get it by the gospel. So what if you're not being preached the gospel of Christ? How are you going to get the inheritance? How are you going to get eternal life? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't be deceived. A lot of people will be deceived. Think they can get the inheritance through water baptism, through foot washing eating communion, think they can get eternal life. You've been lied to. You've been deceived. But you had a chance to hear this word, and I pray to God, you turn your heart to the Lord, and he will receive you. Amen. All right, here we go. Now, he told you in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6 again, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, which is the body of Christ, And partake of the promise, that word promise there means eternal life in Christ by the gospel. Or it also means partake of the Holy Spirit by the gospel. Now, let me me just, let me go to the good news. I'm going to go to the good news on this. In the book of Galatia, let's go to Galatia chapter 3. And let's read what Galatia chapter 3 is going to tell the Galatians. Galatia chapter 3. We're going to read verse 1. Galatians 3.1, out of the good news. You foolish Galatians. That is what Paul telling Galatians. Remember, these Gentiles had been in, you know, all this other stuff of, they had been in. But they had come to Paul and they had come to the grace of God. And now Paul comes back and they've gone back to Judaism. They're over at Peter's church. And Paul said, you foolish Galatians, who put a spell on you before your very eyes, you have a clear description of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. You saw Jesus Christ died on the cross. Tell me. Tell me this one thing. Did you receive God's spirit by doing what the law requires? He asked the question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Did you get eternal life by doing what the law required? Well what did the law require? Us? The law required water baptism. The law required Passover, bread on the table, the law required uh, feet wash, all these things what the law required. But watch what happened. He said to them, tell me this one thing. Did you receive God's spirit doing what the law requires? Or by hearing the gospel and believing it. Listen to what he says. How did you receive the spirit? Then he's going to go down and verse, keep going. He says, you began by God's spirit. Do you now want to finish by your own power? Did all your experience mean nothing at all? God give you the spirit and he worked miracles among you because you do what the law requires? Is that it? Or do you believe? And you, or is it because you hear the gospel and believe it? So he said it twice. How do you get the spirit? By hearing the gospel and believe it. See, you need, you need to consider what's happening here in the Bible because this people in the Bible made the same mistake. They thought they could do this and get the Holy Spirit. That's why they came to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. the first three chapters, of 1 Corinthians was about water baptism. And Paul told him in 1 Corinthians 1.17, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. You need to go check it out. All right, now eternal life is what I'm showing you. I gave you also Titus 1 and 2, that the promise is eternal life. Titus chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. Titus chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. The Bible said, Paul, a servant of God and apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, And hope, there it is, of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised. There it is. God which cannot lie promised before the world began. Well, what did he promise? He promised eternal life. Then I also gave you 2 Timothy 1 and 1. You can tie this back up. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Paul and Apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life. Once again, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, he told you where the gospel, where the eternal life at. Now, watch this. The eternal life, 2 Timothy 1 and 1, is in Christ Jesus. Let me read it again. Paul and the Apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of eternal life, which is in Christ Jesus. Then he told you how to get it. See, you don't have to take man for it. Read the Bible yourself. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 6 told you how to get it. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. Partake of the promise. Partake of the promise. In Christ how? By the gospel. So God told you everything. Told you what it was. He told you in in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1 that that it's in Christ. He told you eternal life is in Christ. Then he told you in Ephesians 3, 6, it's by the gospel. Now, Now what is somebody else telling you? And then I gave you, when I started out, I started out Colossians 3.24. Let's go back there, because you're ready to move. Colossians 3.24, knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. Well, if you receive the Lord, God put the inheritance of eternal life in Christ. Let me show it to you, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. See, God is so wise until he put the water in the rock. He put what you needed in the rock. That rock is Christ. Ephesians 1 and 3. See, this is why we praise God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has passed him, blessed us with, watch this, all, all, all. All, every, every spiritual blessing, all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, where are they? In Christ. So God wants you to receive Christ. So the way you are saved, you got to receive Christ. Now the reason why we have different churches, the reason why we have different churches, because every church pretty much teach how you receive Christ. You got church would tell you receive Christ by water baptism. I'm telling you, you receive Christ by the cross, by the blood of Christ, by the gospel of Christ. But if you listen to somebody tell you, oh no, you can get the Holy Ghost by water baptism, you can get Christ by water baptism, you're being deceived, sir. You're not going to find that in your Bible. So what you need to do as a believer, for those people who tell you you're saved by water baptism, this is what I want you to do. Tell them to give you three scriptures. Three scriptures to show you how you're saved. Three. And they can't do it. They can't do it, I'm telling you right now. Because there's not another way in the Bible to be saved. You cannot be saved by water baptism. And yet people are dying and going to hell believing it. All right, let's move on. Now, I want to I keep going because I gave you a lot of stuff this morning. I want to give you a lot of stuff. But let's go to Romans chapter 7, verse 21. We get ready to go to work. Romans chapter 7. Let me go back and read what I'm going to be doing here. Colossians 1 and 13. This is what we're moving. See, we're going to go right on down through Colossians. I'm going to show you all these points. If I don't get you today, I get it next week. Colossians 1 and 12. What are we doing? We're thanking the Father. That's our series. Giving thanks to the Father. Why? Because he made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. God made us able to partake of the inheritance which is eternal life. In Christ. And he did it by the gospel. I showed you that. Alright now let's go to verse 13. Who hath. Past ten. Delivered us. From the power of darkness. Now that's what we're talking about. Starting now. Who hath. Delivered us. From the power of darkness. Now. If God delivered us from the power of darkness, that's our subject, who has delivered us from the power of darkness is your subject. Now, my point is, what is the power of darkness? What is the power of darkness? Now, now let's go to work because... This is what God has already done for us. Now, I want you to put down that word delivered because I'm going to give you about four or five words for deliver. When, when God delivered you, it means he freed you. Number two, he released you. See, I'm showing you what the Father did. He delivered us from the power of darkness. He delivered us or he freed us. He rescued us. He saved us. He rescued us. Delivered means freed, rescued, released, saved. Somebody say that with me. He delivered us. He delivered us means he rescued us. He freed us. He released us. He saved us. Now, that's what God did. Colossians chapter 1 told you where you were at in verse 13. He said, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. That's what, we're only going to talk about the first part. He delivered us from the power of darkness. Now, let me show you what darkness is. Because if he delivered me from the power of darkness, I'm going to give you three words, not all today, but in the latter part of this teaching. Darkness is flesh. The kingdom of darkness, flesh. Then I'm going to show you next is Adam. Because these things are the same. If you're in the flesh, that means you're not saved. If you're in Adam, you're not saved. And number three, the world. So you need to write them three things down because we're going to show you, in the re- the, not all today, but in the latter part of this teaching, starting today, that he delivered us from darkness, from the power of darkness. Now, let me show you Paul's ministry one more time. See, that's why you gotta make sure you're following Paul's ministry. You can't be following Peter's ministry. This will never happen. You can't follow John the Baptist's ministry. You can't follow Jesus' ministry. You gotta follow Paul's ministry because that's who God told you to follow. Let me, let me read that too while I'm going back. First Corinthians chapter number 4. First Corinthians chapter number 4. Let me show you Paul's ministry. This is what God told you to do. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14. Paul said, so I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers, Watch this. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you. Watch this through the gospel. How He begotten you through the gospel. Listen, it's nowhere in the Bible that you're going to be begotten in any other way. God begotten. The word begotten is how He renewed your mind. That's how you were saved. how you was born again by the gospel. And then he says, wherefore, I beseech you, be followers of me. Now, if you're going to follow Paul, what does it mean? You got to follow his teachings. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, if Paul following Christ, who are you following? If you are a minister, if you're a pastor, And if I'm following Paul, I'm following Christ. See, what happened is people want to be their own. They don't want to follow nobody. And then they want other folks to follow them. You know what Jesus says about that? If the blind lead the blind, you're both going to fall in the ditch. Listen, I just can't follow. Anybody in the Bible, I got to follow the man who wrote the New Testament, the Apostle Paul. Watch what Paul says in Romans chapter number 11. Romans chapter number 11 and verse 13. Paul says, I speak to you Gentiles, Romans 11 and 13, I speak to you Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I am the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify my office. Let me show you another one. Back to Acts chapter number 26. Paul, the apostle of the Gentiles. Let me show you what God said to Paul in the book of Acts chapter 26. And I'm going to start reading verse, verse 12. Paul said, whereupon as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking to me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I says, who art thou, Lord? And he says, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. All right, here's Paul talking to Jesus. Jesus is in the heavens looking down on Paul. All right, he's in his glory, brighter than the noonday sun, but he's talking to Paul. And then also, He's going to tell Paul what's, what's going on in verse 15. He said, I am Jesus in verse 16. But then he said, Paul, rise, stand upon your feet. I have appeared to thee for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which thou hast seen and of the thing which I will appeal to thee. Now he's not talking about nobody else. Read it again. Paul, rise, stand upon your feet. Paul, I have appealed to you. Not you, Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John wrote to the Jews. I have appealed to you, Paul, for this purpose to make you a minister, Paul, to make you a witness, Paul, one witness both of the things which you have seen, Paul, and the things which I will appear to you, deliver you from the people, from the Gentiles, unto whom I now send you. See, what happened is everybody today would tell you, oh yeah, the Lord told me, no, 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 no. He told you to follow Paul. That's what he told you. That's what he told you. He told you to follow Paul. If you ask the Holy Spirit today, pastor, he will say to you, follow the teachings of the apostle Paul. But people don't want to do that. They want to be this big person themselves so that I can have some folks follow me. Who are you following? Pastor, who are you following? You're supposed to be following the, the apostle of the Bible, which is the apostle Paul, following his teaching. Watch what Paul says in verse 18. All this in red, you know Jesus talking, right? This is what Jesus told Paul. Open their eyes, Paul. Turn them from darkness. Turn them to light. Turn them from the power of Satan under God that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. And then Paul says in verse 19, Well unto O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I was. Oh, did you have a heavenly vision too? Did God tell you you what did he tell you? Because here he told us to follow Paul. He gave one man the vision in the Bible and the rest of us shall follow it. Let's move on. Now, he has delivered us, rescued us, freed us, released us, saved us. Now, let's go and show you that one more time in Titus 3, 3 through 7. I'm going to show you that out of Titus. Let's go and show it to you. I'm going to read that out of the good news this time. Titus. In the book of Titus, we're going to be reading that out of chapter 3 and verse 3. Paul said we were ourselves what, once foolish, disobedient, wrong. We were slaves to passions and pleasures of all kinds. Reading out of the, we are reading out of the good news Bible. All right. We were slaves to passion and pleasures of all kinds. We spent our lives in malice and envy. Other hating us and we hating them. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior was revealed, he saved us. It was not because of any good deed that we have, ourselves have done, but because of his own mercy, Once again, he saved us. How did he do it, Paul? Through the Holy Spirit. He saved us by giving us the Holy Spirit who gives us new birth and new life by washing us. Now, you know what people told you? That preacher washed you and you got that, right? Let me read it again. Verse number four, but when, the kindness and, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior was revealed, he saved us. It was not because of any good deeds we've done, but because his own mercy that he saved us. Through the Holy Spirit who gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us new birth. The Holy Spirit gives us new life by washing us. God poured out the Holy Spirit abundantly on us through Jesus Christ our Savior so that by his grace we might be put right with God and come into possession of the eternal life we hope for. Now, don't, don't, don't let nobody deceive you on that one. That did not happen. I'm going to read that same thing out the NLT. See, don't, don't let nobody deceive you when it comes down to eternal life. Man cannot baptize you, give you eternal life. I don't care how many times he tell you, he's lying. All right? He lying. You can read. N A L T, let's read. Chapter 3, verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 3. Once we two, Paul said, were well, foolish disobedience. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy. We hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed His kindness and love, once again, He saved us. Not because of the righteous thing we have done, but because of His mercy. Here it is. He washed our sins. He washed. Away our sins. Who shall wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He washed away our sin. Watch the next part. Giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us. Through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confident that we would inherit eternal life. Don't let nobody deceive you. I'm giving you the word for your life. Don't let nobody take it away. Don't let nobody take it away. Now, let's keep going because I want to take you into Now look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. Let me show you something that Peter says to the church of God or to the 12 tribes. Church of God. Let's let's go to Peter. We want to be looking at 1 Peter chapter 2. In 1 Peter chapter 2, and we're just going to look at verse 9 and 10. Peter going to tell the, the, the church... Remember in First Peter. Let me back back and see who Peter writing to now. First Peter one and one. So we can get this understood. First Peter one and one. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers, some them Jews, scattered abroad throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the full knowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Christ. Grace be unto you and peace multiplied now P- peter is writing to the church of god all right now watch what he's going to say to them in chapter 2 verse 9 but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people now that's all those things that god said to israel in the old testament so paul he is just repeating that if you read his writing he is just repeating. God said that to them in Exodus chapter 19. You read Exodus 19. Matter of fact, I just go back there real quick. Let's go back and read it. Exodus chapter 19. See, if you if you read the Bible, study the Bible, you'll know who God talking to. See, God talking to Israel. Because Peter's just repeating Exodus chapter 19. Now, look what God said to them. In Exodus chapter 19, verse, verse number one. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness, for they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai. They pitched in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thou shalt this, thou Thus shalt thou say to the house of Israel, tell this to the children of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagle's wing. I brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you would obey my voice indeed, if you would keep my covenant, here it is, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine. Here's number six, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words, which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel. So Moses came down, and this is what he told the children of Israel. Verse number seven, and Moses called the elders of the the people and laid before their faces. All these words were what the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and says, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people to the Lord. Now, that was Exodus chapter 19. Now, that's why you have to know who is this, who's speaking. So in Exodus chapter 19, when you read 1 through verse 8, you'll be able to see that. Okay, now let's go to work. And in, in, second, in 1 Peter 2, 9, now, Peter is telling Israel what God told them already. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people that you should show forth. Now, this is what they were supposed to do show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So he's letting them know this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be showing forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Then he's going to remind them, which in time past was not a people, but you're now the people of God, which has not obtained mercy, but now you have obtained mercy. So he's reminding them, you're supposed to show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness. But they were not the only one called out of darkness. Go back to Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. See, this is the same thing happened to us. Colossians 1:13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? See, Colossians, he's, he's telling the believer: look, God has delivered you from the power of darkness. Now, We're going to show you what this power of darkness is because that's what God delivered us. All right, now let's go, let me me take you all the way back to Job because let's take you back to Job. Job is before the Psalms and we want to go back to Job chapter 10. Let me show you something. I'm I'm going to give you some, some history here. Job chapter number 10. And in Job chapter 10, we're going to start reading verse 18. We're going to wait till you get there. We're reading now the King James. Job chapter number 10. See, we're going to show you when he says he delivered you or rescued you from darkness. I'm going to show you that he saved you. From, out, from here, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8. And we're going to show you when he delivered you out of darkness, he's talking about the flesh. He's talking about the flesh. So we're going to go back. When we get there, we're going to look at Romans chapter number 8. Because that's what God had to save you from. See, your flesh is going to go down. Your flesh going back to the grave. But that's why God's going to tell you, Oh, grave, where's your victory? So we're going to look at that in 1 Corinthians 15. So here in Job chapter 10, verse 18. Wherefore then hast thou brought me forth out of the womb? Now, Job is talking to God. Oh, that I had given up the ghost, and no I had seen me, I should have been as though I had not been born. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Seize then and let me alone. See, he's he's talking to his friends. Yeah, they going through their rebuttal. Watch what he going to say here. Are not my days few? Seize then, let me alone, that I may take comfort a little before I go, which I shall not return. Even the land of darkness. Now he's talking about the grave. The land of darkness. And the shadow of death. So he's telling them, "Leave me alone, because not long I'm going to die and I'm going to go to the land of darkness. I'm going to go to the grave." See, he didn't have no hope in the Old Testament. But I'm showing you that God delivered you from the power of darkness, translated you into the kingdom of His dear Son. God brought you out of darkness. Listen, your flesh is going to die. I know all these people are telling you about, oh, we're going to put you in the ground. What are they telling you now? What they telling you now? People who got COVID-19. What are they going to tell you? A lot of those people have to be burned up. But see, the key of the soul of the believer is not there. Well, that's not what religious folks are. Oh, yeah, they're going to put you in the grave. Well, what what are they going to do if they don't put you in the grave? That's not the Bible. Jesus came in my flesh and saved my soul from my flesh. So when my flesh die, my soul will be with the Lord forever. Somebody ought to give him praise. Somebody ought to give him praise. Because that's the God we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. God saved me from my own flesh. Awesome, God. Awesome, God. Came inside. See, that's the thing what God was teaching when he was teaching people in in Egypt. That's what he was showing them. That Jesus will come into Egypt. He was a type of shadow of Moses. Moses was a type of shadow of Jesus. Moses, I want you to go in Egypt. You go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And if he would not let them go, I will bring them out with my mighty arm. I will deliver them out of Egypt myself. Went to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, God said, let his people go. Who is this God you talking about? Who's going to who deliver you from my hand? God said, come on back, Moses. Come on back. Let me talk to you. Something we, we got a plan. I'm going to put 10 plagues on Pharaoh. And when I get to number 10, he's going to call you in. He's going to say, look, Moses, take all the treasure you want. Get out of Egypt. Because when God stretches his mighty arms over Egypt and demonstrate his power to Egypt and to Pharaoh and to all the Egyptians, they're going to let you go and they're going to pay you for the time you have worked. And your grandfather and your great-grandfather and your great-grandfather, when they get through, they're going to pay you money that they had from Joseph. They're going to let you go. And God began to work those miracles. And you know what? Moses came out of Egypt. Exodus chapter 15. With his head up in the air, singing to the Lord. God has done it. Well, that same thing he's done when he saved you. He came inside of you. And he saved you. He saved you by putting you in himself. He saved you by putting you in himself. So when your body dies, your spirit don't die. Neither does Christ. He will walk out of your body with your soul. Your soul will go back into the spirit realm to be with the Father for eternity. Somebody ought to give God some praise up in here. I'm telling you, this is an awesome God we serve. I got my faith in him. I got my confidence in him. He's a deliverer. I'm telling you right now, he wants to show you that he is a deliverer. And if you let him, he'll deliver you from your flesh. Let's show you something. This was Job. Job said in verse 21, Before I go, whence I shall not return, even the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land of darkness as the darkness itself and of the shadow of death without any order. And where the light is as darkness. He's talking about the grave. Where the light is as darkness. He's talking about when he dies, He going to a place where there's no light. But I got, t- I got news for you. If you let God, he'll translate you out of that body into the spirit so when your body die you have another building and it's not made with hands and it's eternal in the heavens I'm telling you right now let's keep going oh hallelujah look at Romans let's look at Romans chapter 7 now I like this because Paul asks a question Romans 7 and verse 21 Romans chapter 7 and verse 21 Paul said, I found in the law that when I would do good, evil was present with me. He realized that sin was in the body. It's a body of sin. Then in verse 22, he said, I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity of the law of sin and death which is in my members. Then he asks a question. Oh, wretched man that I am. That was a question. Oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He asked a question. And he's gonna answer by the Holy Ghost. Who's gonna deliver me from the body of this death? Your body is dying daily. Who's gonna deliver you from that body? That body of death? I'm gonna tell you gonna I'm gonna tell you who delivered me from it. I'm going to show you in the word that he's not going to deliver Pastor Crump. He's already delivered me. I'm going to show you, you don't wait until you die to get delivered. You need to have that talk with Jesus. Brother, let him know I believe in your deathbed and resurrection. Because I'm going to tell you something. Nicodemus came let's show, let's show you something about Nicodemus. We'll be right back. We, we got about eight minutes. Let's go to Nicodemus' house. Now, Nicodemus was really ashamed to talk to Jesus. You know, being a big Pharisee. So he came to Jesus Christ at nighttime. But you know what I said? Least he came. Amen. Thank God he came. Amen. Amen. But let's go back and look at John chapter 3. And we're going to see the story of Nicodemus. And watch what God is going to tell Nicodemus. The Gospel of John chapter number 3. There was a man, a Pharisee. Verse 1, King James, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night, said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Nobody, no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Oh yeah, God was with him. As a matter of fact, God was with him, God was in him, God was on him. Amen. He was God in the flesh. Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say to you, Nicodemus, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Otherwise, if a man is not born again, you can't come out of that darkness except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered very, very, I say to you, Nicodemus, except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Then he's going to tell him something. Here it is. That which is born of the flesh, is flesh. So you got to understand, you was born of Adam, flesh. But that's not going to get you in the kingdom. That's flesh. And flesh and blood, according to 1 Corinthians 15 and 50, cannot inherit eternal life. 1 Corinthians 15, 50, we'll get there in a little bit. But here in John chapter three, verse number six says, "That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit." Marvel not that I said to you, you must be born again. Then he's going to tell him, "Look, the wind blows where it listens. You hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell where it cometh. You cannot tell where it goeth." So is everyone that's born of the Spirit. See, Nicodemus didn't understand this kind of talk. But Jesus was letting them know. Now, I'm going to say something when I read the next couple of verses. A lot of people are going to have to drop their cup because they don't don't understand this. That's why you got to be in Christ. Watch what they're going to say. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, are you a master of Israel and you don't know these things? He's going to get deeper. He's going to get deeper on him now. Verily, verily, I say to you, Nicodemus, we speak that we do know, And we testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Earthly things, flesh. If you don't understand how a baby's born, flesh, how you gonna understand how you born again? That's what he's talking about. Now, you know good and well nobody baptized you in water and you was born into the world. You was born into the world through your mother. But your mother had to have a man. See, if you're a baby, you have a daddy. Because that's how the system works. But when it comes down to God, the first thing people say, just baptize them in water and they get the Holy Ghost. How are you going to born a person again by baptizing them in water? That which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. Now watch what Jesus is going to say to them. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? See, there are earthly things, there are heavenly things. Being born again is a heavenly thing. Your first birth was earthly thing. Your earthly daddy. To be born again in the spirit, you got to have a spiritual father. Now he's going to say something that's going to cause him to drop his lip. No man has ascended up to heaven but he that came down from heaven. Even the son of man, which is in heaven, now wait a minute, you're standing here talking to me and you're telling me you are in heaven? Yeah, because he is in God. See, when you are in God, you're in heaven. That's why it's called the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. It's not like you're just gonna leave out the body and just come up floating and just up in the air and I got my wings that people are. T- you don't have no wings. Stop being stupid. You're not a bird. You're not an angel. You are a child, a son, or daughter of the Almighty God. And there's nowhere in the Bible will tell you, you got to have wings or you gonna have wings. That's not about the Bible. Stop being ignorant. What you need wings for? Your spirit. The only reason you can't just go where you want to go right now is because you got this flesh. You remember when Jesus Christ died? That's why he said if he died and buried, he rose again, because he didn't have the the power, the flesh was broken. Remember in Acts chapter, let me show you what happened in Acts. We're going to get back to that message. Let me show you what happened in Acts chapter number one. In Acts chapter number one. This is what happened with Jesus. See, this is why the disciples were looking up in the air, because they could not understand, but he didn't have flesh no more. And this is what happened when you put flesh off. All right? Now, in Acts chapter 1, we're going to look at verse number 9. Acts chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 9. And when they had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. What was the cloud? Cloud of witnesses. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stayed by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus. Which is taken up from you in the heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him going into heaven. Who did he talk to about that? These men of Galilee. I'm going to leave that alone because you think people all over the world now are waiting for Jesus to come. He never told you coming. He just told you, watch this. He said to them, "You men of Galilee, you not of Galilee? Why stand you gazing up into heaven, this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, so shall come in like manner to you as you have seen him go to heaven. Come on, church. Let's move on. Now, I, I got to finish one thing because I'm showing you the flesh. Let's go back to Romans chapter 8. Let's get this one done anyway. In Romans chapter 8, and let's start reading verse 5. Romans chapter 8, verse 5. says, they that are after the flesh do the things of the flesh... They that have the spirited things of the spirit, the carnal mind is death, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. We talked that already on the podcast. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh. Now, that's where we're going to start our next teaching. Christ, how God delivered us from the flesh. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. But. Verse number 9, you are not in the flesh. What happened? I'm going to show you when I get to the word translated. That's what God did. He delivered you from darkness flesh into the spirit realm and never left your body. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God lives in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Now the spirit is life because of righteousness. My time is up. I thank you for yours. That's why I, I like this verse, 1 Corinthians 15. If you out there, this is what you do to receive Christ. You got to believe in his death, being resurrection. Watch this, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. Which also you have received in wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain. I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how that number one Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. All you have to be receiving right now, Lord Jesus. I receive you right now. I believe here it is. I believe you died for my sins, I believe you was buried in my place, and I believe you rose again for my justification. And I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for washing away my sins and giving me the Holy Spirit. If you prayed that prayer, give God thanksgiving right now. Welcome to the.